Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. X-Pac 12360, featuring weekly news, insider commentary, and interviews with superstars, past and present from the world of pro wrestling. A new day is dawning for DX. And now, your host, Sean X-Pac Wolfman. What's going on, everyone? This is X-Pac 12360. I'm your host, Sean X-Pac Wolfman. And joining us today... As usual, on the couch, we've got Jimbo. Hi. Next to Jimbo, we got the beautiful Denise Salcedo. Hey, everyone. And joining us from the booth. Hey, what's up? We've got Mark Donica. Hey. I'm so happy to be here on the couch with y'all. I feel like I'm a part of the club. I'm part of the family again. All right, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'll leave. Moving on. <laughs> what a great welcome. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy you're in here today, Marcus. Happy to be in here too, sir. <laughs> and um, sitting in for uh, Bill Hanstock, we've got Johnny LaQuasto. Yeah. Welcome back, Not Johnny. as handsome as Bill Hanstock, but I'm going to do my best. Good to and, be back. And next to uh, next to Johnny, we've got TK Trinidad. Yeah. You get applause, too. Yeah. I'm not in here. I'm going to applaud you, damn it. <laughs> and, and, so, and thanks for coming, Johnny. And, and I saw Johnny... Um, on uh, on Monday night and uh, at at Ralphie May's memorial at the Improv, and uh, it was jam packed. Yeah. And uh, and it was good to see Johnny there, and that's what kind of gave me the idea to have him come in today. Uh, regardless if Bill was here or not, I was going to ask Johnny to come in. So thanks, Ralphie, for yeah. letting, <laughs> no shit, right? letting that happen. Put yeah. you over one last time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah help help him out that though, and and I know TK uh, met Ralphie uh, yeah. several times too, and. Uh, so she was impacted by Ralphie. Anyone that even met him. He right? really was larger than life. Yeah. And, and there are so many stories that people don't know. Not only was Ralphie an incredible comic, eight specials, which is almost unheard of with most comics. I think Bill Burr might have eight now. But other than that, there's not many that do. But he did so much for comedians. Like, a lot of comics don't really look out for younger comics. Ralphie brought so many comics on the road, and me included. Yeah. And the stuff he did for people, you know, we heard the story about the woman uh, whose daughter had autism. Yes. How much money he gave to support that, to support the family. And he would oh, always... Someone that was related to Gary Cannon, right? right. Gary Cannon's mom was talking about it. Yeah. yeah. And, and how much... He would give extra money to his openers. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to say it. Comedy clubs don't pay the openers very much money. It's hard sure. to survive. Ralphie would always make sure extra money was going to the openers just because that's the kind of guy that he was. 
unfortunately, he didn't love himself as much as he loved everybody else. But sure. Man, I mean, he was he was a force of nature. Like, he really, really was. And uh, the time we got to spend on the road was interesting because I wasn't his choice. It was his wife's choice. She yeah. knew I was a physical therapist. She's like, maybe you could help him be healthy. And I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and it was weird because, you know, he... He loved me, but at the same time, he knew that... He resented, he resented you in a way? Yeah. Being there? And justifiably so. Look, when someone wants to live their life, the last thing they want is... To be a, reminded. Yeah, like a younger comic to be like, hey, man, what, what are we having for dinner tonight? Let's, yeah. let's go work out. Let's go for a walk. You don't <laughs> yeah. want to be that person that's the mirror to make them look at themselves, right? Like, yeah. Although they kind of need that. It's like sometimes you don't want to be the one to do it. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, but I'm grateful for it. We had a lot of good times and and you know, obviously he had so many close friends and I don't consider myself one of his close friends. I learned a lot from him and he meant a lot to me and uh, I just you know, wanted everyone to know how giving he truly was to the comedy community and, and other comics. Even if well. you weren't one of his close friends, he made you feel like That's you were. That's what I was going to say. Friends. Like everybody that he talked to, you you felt like Yep. Like that's why I'm yes. saying I was I've met him a handful of times, but I felt so impacted by when I heard that he passed away because I felt like every time he saw me, there was an embrace. Like he had a special, like you know, it was just one of those things where it's just like you don't have to. He didn't have to do that. That's I right. wasn't in that. You know, I wasn't in that position for him to treat me like that. Let me he guess. Did. Hey, baby girl. Oh, uh, yeah, brown yeah, sugar. Oh, there brown we go. Sugar. <laughs> Sexy chocolate. Sexy yeah. chocolate. That yeah. was the name. Yeah. He called me Johnny Astronaut. That was my nickname. <laughs> yeah, and everybody. We, uh, such a great was his wife at the yeah a lot oh, of yeah. them was there everyone was there that yeah. was so heartbreaking to, to see the kids and, and and that and they handled it great they really did um, and you know you just gotta you gotta do, the family has to do what they they can I know, actually watched his last special do you recall his last special he actually in his last special he had he was talking to his son because his wife was getting on him about his whole diet and stuff and he's like well if I don't make it you know, this is my words of this is my words of wisdom to you. If I don't make it by the time you turn a teenager, right? And it was heartbreaking because I watched it like after he passed away, maybe a couple days later, and I'm like, oh my god! Like he knew, like there's yeah. a possibility. It was it was crazy. It was pretty funny, sure. But I'm it was pretty crazy. sure most people knew. We yeah. knew him. Anyone who knew him and cared for him. You look, you've seen so many people, whether it's wrestling or comedians, go too young. Whether in the comedy world, you got Patrice O'Neill, you got John Panette, mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. It's like everyone worried about him, but at the same time, like, and you know better than anyone, Sean, if it, you don't, if you don't want to do certain things for yourself, that's just the path you're going to take. And another thing about him, we bonded over wrestling. Oh my God, was he a wrestling yeah, historian? <laughs> he was the Dusty Rhodes of comedy. He came from nothing, and he was a champion of the people, just like Dusty. There's a reason why Ralphie drew so many big numbers on the road it's because people loved him and he gave that love back like if if i could sum up ralphie as a comedian it's dusty Rhodes doing hard times yeah. the promo like that's the best way i can describe ralphie yeah. the people laughing instead of crying <clears throat> yeah exactly man. i just got chills when you said anyway he really was that's he's like the dusty Rhodes of comedy he anyway really rest in peace ralphie may yes we love you very much sweet dick <laughs> that was, I could give that was his, own, his own nickname for himself. What do you always say? I could give a fat baby's dick about that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ralph is sweet, dead man. The best man. So, anyways, best I was in uh, I was in Pennsylvania this weekend. Lou and I, mm -hmm. the lovely Lula and I, and uh, so uh, Saturday we we were in uh, in Harrisburg. At a place called the Zembo Shrine, it's an old school building. Like it, it's a beautiful building. We had a lot, we had a hell of a crowd there, way over a thousand people. Uh, Eric Bischoff, uh, Kevin Nash, Scott, uh, a very healthy uh, looking Scott Hall. Yes. Um, 
Buff Bagwell. Buff Bagwell. Uh, it was it was fun. Great. We had a good time. And then uh, the next day, I did something for a thing called Powerbomb TV, which is trying to. I think they're trying to pick up some of the slack of maybe the like Flow Slam or, or also Pennsylvania or. Yeah, it was in Pennsylvania as well. It was up in like the Wilkes Scranton, Wilkesbury. Yeah, Old Forge. Anyways, I had a great time. I appreciate the the hospitality everyone uh, laid out for me, and uh, and Lou and I made it back in one piece. It was uh, Scott Hall's birthday. It was the night before. What was it like spending your the birthday with the bad guy? I don't know because <laughs> I, I I didn't see him till the next day, but uh, it was great spending time with Scott. Uh, there's there's very few people that are more of a pleasure to be around than a sober Scott Hall. Mm. I can tell you that. So, um, anyways, let's get into a little bit of news. Like, um, um, Go ahead, TK. All Do you right. want to go through the motions? All right, let's go through the motions. Let's run it. Let's get all that, like, the little production stuff all going right. and all that, too. When drinking goes wrong for a wrestling personality. Oh. There we go. Yeah. Wrestling <laughs> news. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to offer to do it since I'm here. I just done it. That got me good. Break that shit down, TK. Break it down. Um, so um, Jeff Jarrett allegedly passed out uh, from drinking at a local, at a, in the locker room of an indie show in Canada on Friday. And then he insisted on wrestling. So apparently there's a video out there. Did everybody see the Yeah, see the video? Uh, I didn't watch all of it. But um, so the real Canadian wrestling promoter tells us that Jeff showed up to the venue late on Friday and appeared to be slightly intoxicated. And um, he there was a whole tardiness issue he still uh, performed then he said um, when he was going through the border of Canada they didn't want to let him in but they let him in on the condition that he would come back out in like a few hours so he did the performance and he was supposed to show up another performance and all didn't go too well mm. well a lot of that a lot of this stuff is like allegedly but I mean it doesn't uh, take away from the fact that um, it seems like Jeff's going through some shit right now yeah. you know uh, like all you hear different stories, and all those, some of the stories, or different parts of the stories may not be true, may be exaggerated, whatever. When you hear several stories like this, <clears throat> there's something to it. And uh, and Jeff's, Jeff has gone through a ton of heartache over the years, you know, the loss of his, of his, of the, of his children's mother. Um, just... And, and other things like that we probably don't even know. And 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 I've known Jeff for a long time. And, you know, Jeff's never been one. He's never been a great party or whatever, but he's always held it together. And when I hear things like this, it makes me worry. It's tough, man. And I love Jeff very much. And I just, you know, I just... And it, yeah. I, I like being. I like looking at something like that because people look at, at the facts. People look at the video. They look at the stuff coming out about Anthem and Global Force parting ways, yeah. and they put that all together. Of, oh, and, and and they look at it super negatively and don't think about the man behind it. And you're you're right. He must be going through something. Absolutely, because Jeff Jarrett's a professional. Yeah. He he's he grew up in in the industry. Uh, he's been the promoter that's had to deal. With shit like that, mm-hmm. so like you know, people don't people don't purposely show up to screw up your show, you know. I mean, it's just you know, wrestling has a lot of people with a lot of troubles in it, you yeah. know. Especially yeah. the thing with Jeff Jarrett though is that not only is this a man's life, 
But this is also a man that was doing a lot of good stuff for pro wrestling. You know, we saw him bring together a lot of companies that pro- in the past probably would not have worked together. But, you know, people have said that Jeff Jarrett is a very charming and persuasive man as well as professional. And he was able to bring those ties in together. So seeing him not be in this position that he could do a lot more amazing stuff for pro wrestling is heartbreaking. However, I believe he did come out and say on, I believe, the Tennessean that this is not it for him in pro wrestling. So hopefully, you know, he can work at work in himself and come back and do more great stuff. And the other interesting thing is if you go on his Twitter and you read his tweets, it's so unlike what you're reading in the media and yep. what's going on with him. You know, he's talking about going to the gym. He's talking about hanging out with his daughters and stuff like that and with his family. So it's a very different thing that we're seeing. And unfortunately, we did see this in the past, you know, with the video circulating around of him in Canada we did also see that in Triple Mania. Since that moment on, people were saying, like, this is, he was very off at this point. So, honestly, for me, I just hope that he's able to get back out there, keep yeah. doing good stuff in pro wrestling. Yeah. Here's the thing about when you're, you're mentioning how, okay, what he's saying on social media doesn't jive with the, the stories we hear. That's the thing about social media and people with problems. Um, people will sometimes. I don't know. People maybe in this room might have even done it. Uh, Send the representative. Well, you um, you put out this. It's almost like this fake life you're putting mm-hmm. out for you know the social media. Like I, I, I give it just uh, a facade. Yeah, I'll yeah. give it for an instant. Um, my my daughter said one time, you know, that that her mother uh, was putting like you know on Facebook. Oh yeah, I made such and such for dinner today, and mm-hmm. and. Blah blah blah, and then when did this? And and then my daughter's like, Dad, she didn't do any of that. <laughs> so you know, I mean, people they they project the life they want to have, mm-hmm. or they wish how it was, or they want to uh, how they want to yeah. be perceived. Right? Yeah, that too. You know, and, and also in an age of you know everything's on social media, I hate seeing <clears throat> stuff like this come out because this is something that you want to deal with internally, yes. and all of a sudden it goes viral. And you know, we wrestling community is very scathing. And Jeff Jarrett's a very polarizing individual, and a lot of people have strong opinions. Some are justified, whatever. All I know is I hate seeing stuff like this because you want the best for that person. Right. Yeah. And all my interactions with him have always been very good. And so um, hopefully whatever it is, it, it's maybe a you know something that could be taken right. care of quick. I've had my differences with Jeff over a couple of things, but it doesn't mean I don't love sure. him very much. Yeah, right. Well, that's the thing with being in, in the media, too. The good thing about yeah. this possibly is that um, it was brought to light, even if some of the stuff is true or some of it's not, and that he can see that and then effectively change his life instead of his rock bottom might have been somewhere further down. Yeah. So, I mean, that could be the you know silver lining of it. So It well, kind of reminds me of that Scott Hall incident that happened a yeah, few years the video. ago. And it makes me think, like, should the promoter really have sent him out there? Mm. Like, he in- like, even if he insisted, yeah. no, man, it's cool. Take your deposit. We're good. Because here's the thing. And it's a tough position for the promoter to be in. But when you allow somebody to go out there, you know, or you suspect is inebriated, and then they hurt somebody or they get hurt, that's on you. Yeah. Yep. yeah. The promoter, that's on you. Yeah, and I, I mean, the promoter, they would have probably had to find a bunch of strong, able-bodied dudes to, wait, wait a minute, probably could have had somebody, a, a bunch of people in the back, hold him back. Yeah. It's, well, it's not like he... And give him a second to cool down uh, instead of just sending him out there. I'm sure it wasn't really like that. But, sure, but you know, um, he didn't. They 
You didn't have to let, yeah. let him go out there. If yeah. he was and that that's an even worse headline. Jeff Jarrett intoxicated hurts. Or gets Possibly, hurt. Yeah. Hurts, gets hurt, something yeah. involved with the fans. Yeah. Like, you yeah. never yeah. know. Because it has spiraled out of control. Well, another thing that we should mention is that now in the light of this coming out with Jeff Jarrett, now we know that GFW is no longer tied in with Impact, so now Impact is now Impact. Yes. So they have separated the names now, so a lot, a lot of people were confused. Are we TA? Are we GFW? Are well, we he Impact? he owns GFW. Now, he yeah, owns exactly. all GFWs. So now, I mean, I guess the paperwork never went through officially with that, so they have now. It's just Impact. <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing like you know something. <laughs> no, it's just, it just doesn't like surprise me in like pro it's wrestling. Hap- it's happened before. Pro wrestling. Like it would have been a handshake deal for all we know. Handshake deal got them a lot of pretty championship belts, I'll tell you what. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And now they need new belts again, unless they go back to the old ones. <laughs> they do. Oh, yeah. boy. They'll be getting new ones, I'm sure. Yeah. Mm. <sighs> All, All right. right uh, the Nature Boys 30 for 30 is coming out soon. Should be excited. One, two, three! Yes, <laughs> 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 ESPN's 30 for 30 documentary, Nature Boy, on wrestling legend Ric Flair, will premiere on November 7th. I love documentaries. I'm so looking forward to this. Well, especially yeah. the style of 30 for 30. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is a... This was done by Rory Karp, who who did... Uh, and I'm not a big football fan, but Book of Manning was amazing, if you've mm-hmm. ever seen it. Um, I do know, like, I do know this much. This has been in the works for a while. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And there was a little bit of heat on Rick, actually. Over, like, oh, because of stuff that was maybe going to be in it? Yeah. Ew, you know? Yeah, he go he bladed coast to coast on, on there, and I don't, I don't know if that's going to be on, but there was some heat over that. Sure. But did anybody read his... Because he had a book that came out, correct? Recently? He and he and Charlotte. Okay, because oh. I wonder if some of the stuff that people are heated about possibly coming out thirty for three would have been in the book as well. But there's an I guess we won't know until the thirty for thirty. Did comes you participate out. in this at all? No. Like, did they interview you? No. Okay. No. I, I I did watch the the uh, trailer mm-hmm. this morning before it came in, and I I it's tremendous. Oh, it's, I mean, I I'm pretty sure this is going to be amazing. Yeah. It, how couldn't it be? It's Ric Flair, yeah. his yeah. life and his career. It's Larger than life. It's yeah. insane. It's just, he's done things that most humans wouldn't even think would be possible. Yeah. You know? I wonder why uh, ESPN did the 30th for 30 versus WWE doing like a documentary. They've versus... done so many on him, though. Okay. Right. And, and this is a different way to tell the story. Yeah. And a different and perspective as well. ESPN also did they do the NXT one as well? I'm pretty. Sh- I'm pretty sure it was ESPN. Yes, but it they was. did one where it followed like Colin Cassidy and a couple of people that were like on the verge of moving up and it didn't feel like a WWE production at all and you got to know them as as people a little oh, bit. Oh, is that when they featured like Adam Rose and all yes. that? Yeah. Yes. Yes, Adam Rose was a part of that as well. Yeah. And it 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 the the 24/7 stuff that's on the WWE network and the other documentaries that they've done in the past have a certain quality about them right. that the ESPN product and the 30 for 30 product can elevate. Yeah. So I, I this is probably going to do gangbusters for them, mm-hmm. and I, it's going to be the biggest one they've ever had. A hundred percent guarantee. Because yeah. Ric Flair, he's crossed into pop culture. Mm-hmm. Non wrestling fans know Ric Flair. Yeah. Yeah. Look at how many athletes imitate Ric Flair or talk about Ric Flair. I mean, it's, he's he is a superstar beyond wrestling. Mm-hmm. So yeah. didn't the football player recently get a sh- his shoes? Like airbrushed. I saw no. I saw one with Undertaker. Yeah, I saw those. Those look pretty, pretty sick. Where do where do we go from Ric Flair? Where does ESPN go? This does well. Hey, let's do another WWE wrestling classic. Thirty for thirty. I know they wanted to do Andre, and they chose to do. It was either I know it was either Andre or Flair, and they decided. 
mm. or, or Bruno or, or, or something like that. Hmm. So They're the options. ones that did the XFL one, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I think Hogan, man. Hogan's um, Hogan's story, yeah, and it'll be a good way to get be a him while. back in the limelight. Hey, yeah. anyone see anyone see Hulk talking about shaving his head? <laughs> do the yeah. what, what the hell's left of his the hair? The tweet. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that tweet. <laughs> no, don't do it. <laughs> you just want him to hold like on to what he has. I think that's It's like almost like Stevie Wonder. Stevie on his hairline's all the way to the back here. So like, he doesn't uh, know. Hulk has uh, been that. Hulk has been like that forever. That's he might as. I mean. So to like the last bit of hair. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I think we just kind of get a new ver- version used to. It. I mean, where's the bandana? You could you could put a rug yeah, under that but, and tie it tight. Yeah. I mean, yeah. for comfort's sake, maybe, and then for show, you just. I mean, he said it in the court case. Terry Bollea can have a shaved head, <laughs> sure, but Hulk Hogan Hulk can have the hair. Why not? Long luscious locks. So. <laughs> long luscious locks. Get him one of the hats like Kane has, with the long hair attached to it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Man. oh it's a bad one this so time. Bad. It's oh, yeah. a bad one this time. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It is. It's like oh, all man. top and nothing yeah. else. Yeah. yeah. And to the side is missing some too. Just... Yeah. Party in the back. Yep. Mm. Yeah. No party in the back. What's what? the reverse mullet? Yeah. Yeah. All top. No nothing else. It's a skullet. Uh, well, oh goodness. November seventh. What's November seventh? That's oh. <laughs> Yeah, the 30 for 30. Check your local list. <laughs> so soon. Hmm. All right. Well, we're going to take a break real quick. Okay. Just a, a short break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about table ladders and chairs, and uh, and we'll go over a little bit of Raw and SmackDown stuff, any of the main, the major stuff that happened on there. We'll be right back. What's up, party people? Rocky Stryer here for The Tomorrow Show with Kevin Undergaro. We're your twice-weekly broadcast of One Man's Midlife Crisis and the mad millennials in Star Trek uniforms that follow him. And I'm one of those millennials, Lauren Legrasso here. We've had some amazing guests like Russell Simmons, Ileana Douglas, and Craig Gass. Coolio, right? Christian Blatt in the house to tell you to go to thetomorrowshow.com to check us out. We're live every Monday and Thursday from 10 to midnight Eastern. That's thetomorrowshow.com. Be there or be square, whatever that means. Hey, Xbox One Two Three Sixty fans! I just wanted to tell you two ways that you can support the show to help it grow. First, if you've ever wanted to shout out a surprise message for various occasions from me, all you have to do is visit celebdm.com/slash Sean Waltman to request a video today. Not only does it support the show, but a portion of the proceeds go to charity. Second, to visit ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sean Waltman. That's the only place to grab shirts with the X-Pac 12360 logo, Wolfpack, or many other designs. If you pick up a shirt, make sure to tweet us using the hashtag X-Pac 12360. That's CelebVM.com slash Sean Waltman for a personal message from me, X-Pac. And ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sean Waltman for X-Pac, Wolfpack, and X-Pac 12360 gear. Thanks for supporting the show. Now let's get back to it. Oh shit, we're back. <laughs> How'd that happen? I mean, uh, anyways, yeah, we're back. And so, uh. Man, TLC on Sunday was wild. Re- like, really. Yeah. The, the, the news coming out about Roman Reigns having to miss it, about Bray Wyatt having to miss it, and then throwing all. The- we got Kurt Angle's return after 11 years. Well,. From the WWE after 11 years, and then AJ Styles coming in to fight yeah. uh, Finn Balor—that yeah. was nuts. Yes. Did, did anybody expect it to be as good as it was? Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, after the after the changes were made, mm-hmm. I totally did. Uh, I, I I do I do want to talk about something. And uh, when it comes to Kurt Angle, there were people that said oh, they didn't let so and so wrestle because of concussion, this or that, and now they're going to let Kurt do this. Well, they number one, they were in a huge bind, okay, and number two, this is a ten man situation, or well, sort of. Yeah. Eight man. Yeah, eight, eight man. Yeah. Three on five. Plenty of ways to protect Kurt Angle in mm-hmm. an eight man situation like that. And everything was fine. And not to mention, Kurt Angle was never not cleared to wrestle. He's been right. wrestling on his own before, before coming back to WWE. It's a totally Correct. different situation than the Daniel Bryan situation right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. So. Yeah. So just to, that's, that's where I, that's where I, that's, that's how I feel about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also think it made sense from a story perspective because Miz has been messing with Angle the entire time, yeah. and as a proud GM, why not? If if Shane goes in and fights all the time on behalf of his yeah. brand, why can't Angle? Okay, so let's start from the beginning before like okay. Do you we... want to talk pre-show or the very first match? Very first match. Okay, so Oscar and Emma. And Emma. Yes, yeah. really good. It's pretty damn solid. Really good. Yeah. I heard. I did read a few people bitching about the fact that Asuka didn't run through Emma fast enough. Oh, come on. Give me a break. And, and Emma did really, really good mm-hmm. in this match. And on Raw, the follow-up yes. match was, was good, too. Yeah. yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, I think this is one of the situations where it's like we don't want to see everyone squash just because we want to see Asuka look good. There's a great way to make both Asuka look good and Emma look good. And, in fact, I feel like this is one of the strongest I've personally seen Emma. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, you know, it made me excited for her. And it didn't just make me like, oh, it's Emma. No, now it's like, oh, it's Emma, you know? Yeah. This reminded me of a match that I think they would have had if Emma was in NXT at the same time as Asuka, which is, I think, exactly what they would want to hear and see. Yeah. It was an NXT quality match where it wasn't a squash, but everybody got a chance to fight and show what they're made of. Yeah. I want to see more with her entrance, more bills and whistles on her entrance. Do something with the lighting, mess with the floor. Now that there's no more pyro, I really think it affects especially a debut like that. Mm-hmm. So I want to see more with her entrance, definitely. And I thought it was funny when she's doing the ankle lock in the first match. I was like, oh, I wonder if Kurt Angle's in the back. Like, hey, that's that's my match. I, I do that. It's uh, a different it really name, good. Jimbo. Yeah. The ankle lock is the ankle lock. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I, thought, I thought you meant the Oscar lock. Forget no. it. I was, forget I said anything. Thanks. So then the next match? Uh, the next match after that, I think, was the Cruiserweight yes. Tag yes. match. Yeah. Cedric, Alexander, Rick, uh, Rick Swan. Rick uh, Jack Gallagher and uh, Brian, Brian Kendrick. Kendrick. Yeah, I gotta be honest, I didn't watch this match. Yeah, yeah, this is a go to go to your fridge, warm up some food. Oh yeah, they're still well, on. There's just not much of a story. I'm confused by 205 Live. Everyone beats up Enzo three weeks ago, and now he has a group of dudes dancing like him. What's the reason? <laughs> Why are they all of a sudden on board with Enzo now? I don't even understand it. It's it's just it's very it's a confusing time for that show. Well, th- this God, one... over analytical a little bit. <laughs> <Jeez>. Sorry, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can see where that might be an issue. Like if I beat the heck out of a dude, I'm not going to follow him two weeks later without a reason why. That's just, I don't know. Yeah. And you're talking about Enzo, not the Jack Gallagher, Brian Kendrick situation. Sure. Because Kendrick has been doing this thing for a while where he's got these lessons and he's trying to teach people and of all people to, quote, fall for it, it's gentleman Jack Gallagher and now he's he still dresses similarly, but 
it, I mean, the whole attitude was so much more entertaining in, in my mind. Like, you didn't have to make him a bad guy. Mm-hmm. He was a great guy. Yeah. And this match. Anyways. <laughs> anyways. Uh, Women's Championship, Alexis, Alexa, Bliss, Alexa Bliss and uh, Mickey James. Killer match. I love this. I think this was uh, my favorite woman's match of the night for sure. Um, I don't care what anyone says where they're like, oh, you know, Mickey James is like old or whatever. She, you know, I know they did this, like they did it the build up, and and a lot of people were upset about that too. But Mickey James came out and she said, no, screw this. I, like, she was just amazing. And she gave one of Alexa's, she gave one of Alexa's biggest, most awesome matches that I've seen in, in a while for her. And this was such a great match. I loved it. Correct. And well, not correct. It's because this is... <laughs> <laughs> it's because I mean, what we're talking about here is subjective, so it's not like a right yeah. or wrong thing. I agree with you is what I'm not going to say. <laughs> there you go. So uh, I... The the post match and I and I I what I like that I've seen a little bit lately is the post match in ring interviews. You guys know from experience uh, when you're like all caught up and in the mo in you know like in the moment and you know um, you've been through the match and and every you're still kind of on. Mm-hmm. That's one of the best times to get a word from somebody. It was always the best time to get a word from me. All my best shit came from from uh, in ring stuff like that, mm-hmm. and and uh, and this is this is why I knew like okay, um, when Mickey James gave her post match interview, the people didn't shit on it. Right. They were with it. They were with her. They 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 were feeling what she was what she was putting out there because it was real. And that's what you get when you do a post-match uh, in-ring interview like that. I think that. the audience can follow along with that energy as well yes. and, and being risen up to that level. And I think that this match, has, uh, well, all of the matches and even sort of what continued on Raw is creating just a top-tier women's program on Raw to yeah. where uh, Emma can be a contender. Asuka is definitely a contender. Um, uh, Alicia Fox could even be a contender. And, and, and everybody is at this top level of, well, who's going to be the one to take down Alexa Bliss? Yeah. Yeah. And it's and going into a match where there's not going to be, you're going into a pay-per-view where there's not going to be a title match and it's all about supremacy is uh, I think enhances that even further. Sorry. Yeah, no, I, what I was going to say is, is that they complemented each other so well in this match. You know, you have Mickey James with experience and then there's no one on the roster, I feel, like Alexa Bliss because she's got it all. She's got skill, she's got character and they were both able to complement so well to each other I want to see more of these two together honestly mm-hmm. like I wouldn't be mad seeing them again and again for a while like build all the way to Wrestlemania and have that be the huge I don't know I just want to see them go at it again because I feel like maybe some people didn't think this match was going to be a, you know what it was and I thought it was better than maybe some, some people might have expected yeah it, it way it, it way outdid its expectations I honestly don't think there was a lot of uh, high expectations for that. I disagree. I mean, just because I've been saying all year, get Mickey James on television. Yeah. She's, in my opinion, she's still far and away the best woman on that roster. I mean, I know Asuka's there now, but she is just solidifying her status as a Hall of Famer. I mean, everything she, she's nailing it on the mic. She's crushing it in the ring. Her and Alexa had a great match. I, I expected this to be one of my favorites of the night, and it definitely was. Hmm. I I just I wasn't really. I, I was. That's why I was so pleasantly surprised. I yeah. didn't really. And it wasn't it wasn't a, a situation where I I was doubting anyone's um, 
ability. I was doubting the fans. Uh, I, you sure. know what I mean? That's yeah. where that's where my doubt was. Is with the fans embracing it. And Mickey's just so real. Yeah. It's easy to get on board with her because she's yeah. she's being honest. You know, yeah. it's pretty cool. Yeah, when it started, it was just kind of like, okay, I, I see it. they had they built up the storyline. But as this match was going on, and you know, it's to, to me, I know it's a really good match where you're 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 cheering for that person despite the fact that you know there's supposed to be an outcome, and yeah. you're really disappointed because I really wanted Mickey to win based off the performance. So that. You know, definitely their performance together was definitely an amazing one. Yep. The moment on Raw was great too. The, the DDT, Dude, the spinning DDT Ooh. in stilettos. Yeah, like those, man, not easy. <laughs> no, not at all. I've tried it. I, I have not tried it in a while. Yeah, it's in a while. Yeah. <laughs> Glory days. Uh, Enzo and Kalisto. Yeah, anyone. This is shocking for me to see Enzo take back the belt just because I said this on the TLC after show. I personally don't like to see the belt go back and forth, back and forth so much because I feel like it kind of takes away a little bit of its, you know, value. I like to see a champion for a while. Um, this, I just feel, I wasn't into this as, I don't know if other people were into it. I didn't feel into this match at all. I don't know. It feels like uh, with Enzo, he just brings the attention back to 205. And maybe when they put the belt on Kalisto, they're like, oh, crap. Like, you know, it lost a little bit of its gusto. So, like, to almost do that back and forth, it's going to bring people back into the, the storyline. Because now I'm actually, I mean, out of all the you, things you I You want to see somebody wanna beat s- the crap out of Enzo Amore. Exactly. So now I'm like, actually, okay, let me add this to the list of many other things that I, that I watch. So I'm just taking a guess here. I'm just speculating, but uh, when conventional wisdom, okay, when um, when Kalisto won the title on Raw, uh, he was the replacement, correct? I mean, yeah, I guess so. Yes, well, you never beat your replacement, so it was kind of a deal where they kind of had to put the belt on him that night, and I think that uh, I agree with Denise when she says that... Uh, you hate to see the belt uh, being passed around like a hot potato, but I don't have nearly as much of a problem if it's passed back and forth between the same two people. Mm. I mean, I'd, it's still not as ideal as uh, you know as keeping the title on someone for a long time. But um, you know, that being said, I, I do understand where they might have you know felt like they needed to put to give uh, Kalisto that initial boost and then maybe get the belt back off him and have him chase it for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do understand that. And and I do think overall it's a good thing to have Enzo as part of the 205 Live. I think 205 Live is getting better in spite of the things it has going against it. The roster's so talented. Yeah. That's the thing. And they're all very individual. And they've tried different. Like, I love what Drew Gulak's doing. Yeah. I mean, he's doing everything to his strengths. And his, his personality is so, like, pompous and weird. And he's using it, you know? So yeah. there's talent there. And I, I think people want to... They want to get invested, and I think maybe if Enzo becomes a complete sociopathic, maniacal, I don't want to use the word king because that's what Neville said, right. but almost to where like he's on the throne and no one can knock me off, almost like you know a Napoleon complex, I think that can really get interesting. Yeah. yeah, I think Enzo talks him into the building, and that's the difference between him and Kalisto. Sure. Kalisto doesn't have those mic skills yet to where you're like, oh, man, what's this guy going to say? Who's he going to challenge? When he challenges this person, what are they going to talk about? Enzo's Enzo. work as a singles guy. In singles matches, so crazy looking though. <laughs> it's just so weird looking, but it, it somehow it works. It's like Jerry Springer. It's like you just can't help but look away. Yeah. <laughs> what am I watching? I love it. 
I think. But the, I think for for this in a, in a, in a storyline perspective, you know what I mean? What, yeah. you no, know, I mean part of it is that he wears a disco Sorry. ball to the <laughs> ring every time, and it's like very distracting. So that's part of it. And then he's got like a shit emoji on, yeah. on his ass. Yeah. Well, well I, I think this also does because they did the storyline where. He he signed the contract to where nobody could attack him, yeah. and if anybody attacked him, then they couldn't challenge. So then, by ta- by him losing to Kalisto, that started a new title yeah. reign for him, which undoes that initial contract. So now they've painted themselves out of the corner that they put themselves into, uh-huh. and maybe that was something where Neville was going to be involved a little bit more and would have lasted a little bit longer. But now they're back to all right. Anybody can fight him. Yeah. All right. I do like him with the other bad guys doing like the Backstreet Boys in sync kind of thing. I think that would be funny. <laughs> the new three count. Yeah. Oh three boy. count of 205 Live. Oh, boy. Oh, Finn Balor and AJ Styles. Uh, Amazing. About what I expected out of those two guys. Yep. Really. I, I, and, uh, and, I, and I like the little touch at the end with the... The two sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the two sweet. No cease and desist for them. Correct. Well, the good thing Correct. Is- <laughs> I feel like John McLaughlin here. Wrong. <laughs> so many people probably have no clue who the hell John what McLaughlin is. What a pull. What a wow. pull. That's great. <laughs> On a Wednesday. <laughs> I think this match was uh, kind of like a gift to all of us because, honestly, I personally wasn't looking forward to see, you know, Bray Wyatt against Finn again for this time, and especially since that wasn't completely sold on the whole, you know, Sister Abigail look. You know, a lot of people were bashing on that. I was one of those people. I wasn't impressed. I thought it was like the great pumpkin versus Bigfoot. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell was going on with that? From like Halloween and stuff. I'm I'm real happy that they went with classic demon, though, instead of pumpkin demon. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) 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 Not his best look. Not his best look. Boy. <laughs> I actually, at first when I saw the picture of, of Ben with that, uh, Balor with that on, I thought it was ha- Halloween. You remember that guy from Mexico? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Once he lost his mask, he did it faint oh, like yeah, that. Exactly like that, yeah. Oh, wow. uh, Jason Jordan and Elias. I didn't even bother watching. I'm just going to be honest with you. It was, it was, and they were in a really tough spot. I'm not sure how it even went, but that's what, that was, that was a tough spot for them. Uh, it was they were purposely put there, uh, just in case the that's it called like the collapsible. I mean, there's not as many issues now when when since it's not really like they're not worried about satellite time for pay per view providers. It's the network, so you know it. The the time, like the, you know when you're given your times, yeah. like, mm-hmm. it's it's not nearly as big a deal. I don't think I might be wrong. No, the times are now varying. Like, back in the day, and you know, yeah. pay-per-views would always be like, two hours, 43 minutes, bam, it's done. Yeah, because if like, you went over time, the, you'd have to, if you didn't get, if the people didn't get the finish of the match and the show went off the air, like, you very well may have to yeah. uh, refund everyone's money. Cause, yeah. I remember as a kid, I used to get sad because yeah. if the pay-per-view would start at 8 and it was approaching 10.30, I'm like, oh, no, it's going to be over in 15 minutes. Yep. Whereas now... Yeah. yeah, stuff that's allotted as a two-hour can go two and a half or sure. however. Hey, and okay, as far as how do, how do we pronounce it, Elias? Elias. Or, Elias. Elias. Yeah, yeah. I said this a while back. Like, I think he has a ton of potential. I just didn't see how this current uh, gimmick was going to, you know, help if, him get move up, move. For, you know, he, he doesn't. While he's 
described as the drifter and, and all of that, I don't see that. I see a dude who uh, used some trust fund money to get guitar lessons because he's got this nice scarf and and he he doesn't Damn. seem desperate. <laughs> Shade. Well, no, seriously, he, do, he doesn't seem desperate. You know, he doesn't seem like somebody who this this night might be his last. So like, why isn't he like? He has, why does he have a hat asking for people for money from the crowd, even mm-hmm. though that's taking from a friend of mine. But uh, right, it, right. He, he, he doesn't seem as, like, as, it, it doesn't seem as desperate. He doesn't seem like a drifter. And and the whole music thing, and it, it uh, thro- like, throwing the throwing of the vegetables yeah, at the, at the earlier in the show. It's a lot yeah. of produce. Yeah. yeah. That, it's weird. Mm. And and I, I not, I like his ability but none of the stuff in between is working for me. That's yeah. not, and and uh, he'll be fine in the long run. It's just, I just, I'm, I'm doubling down. It's, I just don't, I think this is a, a going nowhere gimmick. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, sorry. Oh, well, I was going to say, not only just the placement of this match, but the fact is that these are two guys that not a lot of people really care about. You know, we're not really taking Jason Jordan seriously ever since we found out he's Kurt Angle's son. After It's kind of gone downhill from there. Uh, Elias, I feel like he's the guy that when he's on TV, you're kind of like, okay, this is this is my break time. You know, I can zone out a, ta- a tad, you know? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> I think that he was, he was someone that they knew, okay, we can put him on TV. He'll sing. He'll be a bad guy. Yeah. He has a great look. That all fits. But the problem with it, it's an act we've all seen before. We know he's going to get his song interrupted. He's going to break his guitar. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, he's like painted into a corner. Mm-hmm. What do we do? Mm-hmm. There's know. a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago I enjoyed <laughs> I really enjoyed the thing with the uh, what do you call it? The Gallows and, and oh, sure. uh, um, Anderson. That was yeah. I, I actually sat and, and watched that. And I'll enjoy anything Gals Anderson do. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you. Their little voice exercises. Do you think uh, because Jason Jordan is Kurt Angle's son, he would have been a good replacement in the um, main event, or do you think it wouldn't have worked out? No way. <laughs> I, I like that from a story implication of Jason Jordan not being ready for that spotlight and going, God, come on, kid, you can do it. I believe in you. Come on, father-son pep talk. And maybe at the last minute he chickens out, so that's when Angle makes the surprise return and is like, all right, well, I guess I'll do it. And then that yeah. sets up for some Jason and Angle in, in the future. See, the only, the only thing with that is that when Kurt, they announced Kurt Angle like on mainstream media – that was a huge thing. Sure. Like you saw Definitely the, the right move. So with Jason Jordan, it wouldn't have been, no. you know, so people might have watched. It would have been the opposite. People would have been like, really? Yeah. Like, what happened that? to this main event? Yeah, no, it Why was, is it this was guy in the main yeah. event? And the cool thing is it wasn't old school angle. It was angle. And I, I joked around like when they had made the announcement, like, he better be wearing a flak jacket. And sure enough, he did. <laughs> um, but yeah, Jason Jordan, he's the kind of guy like in uh, back in like the, the 80s or 90s until he got more comfortable you put a mask on him, and he just dominates. You know what I mean? Because he doesn't have a lot to say right now. That's correct. He doesn't have a lot to say because he hasn't been around long enough. I I, I remember like being, you know, when when I was just starting out, I was, and I never was the greatest promo guy, but uh, when I started actually having things to talk about, it was much better. You know, so I see him being just fine on the road, but I mean, I don't. Uh, he's too good not to. I mean, yeah. Jesus. yeah. Yeah, he's like like physical tools wise, he's as good as anyone. Else. Yeah, he's hot. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Her DMs are open, Jason Jordan. In case you're right. <laughs> he just had a kid. But see, that's the thing why he complimented so well with Chad Gable was because they 
you know, both fed off of each other. So. Boy, for a match nobody well. gave a shit about, we sure are still talking <laughs> yeah. about it. It's always happens that way. It always happens that way, Moving on. Main event. Kurt Angle, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins versus The Miz, Sheamus Cesaro, Braun Strowman, and Kane. Hey, I just want to Ooh. comment on before uh, before we talk about the match itself. Uh, I, I have a feeling that Vince told Cesaro not to get the teeth fixed. I really do. Mm. I really do because they're not fixed yet. Mm. That's what you I was wondering. I thought they were right? like, oh, that's this kind of thing Vince loves. Uh, I guarantee you, he loves it. I'm sure he saw. Oh, this is great. Well, did you see? I the can merch? just hear Vince telling them right now. Yeah. Did you see the merch that they released? No. Cesaro, oh, and on the back okay. instead of or Swift, Swift Superman, and on oh. the back it says Cesaro. It's mm. hilarious. Everybody because I thought their, he, their he's waiting for the mold, and it's going to come eventually. That's kind of what I was thinking. I mean, that sounds like a that sounds like a wrestling storyline. It's 2017. <laughs> the mold should be here by now. I think. You can 3D yeah. print that stuff. That sounds like the back in the old days when when the great when my teacher the great Malenko used to do an angle in every territory where the babyface would uh, step on his special teeth like his teeth would fall out of his mouth and then the baby face would stomp on him and he, he you know the mold was made in russia and like there was, anyways there was this long drawn out angle and they made huge money over this false teeth uh mm. angle that they would do all over the country wow over and over again Let's bring that back <laughs> but the thing is is that like who has false teeth these days like not that many people as, as they did back then. Well, I mean, at least we everybody knows Mick Foley, and, and there's at least that. I'm talking about. I'm no, talking about the whole thing. nine yards, whole not thing. just a plate. Okay. Yeah. Rip Rogers <laughs> is the only one I get. Yeah. Well, the match itself was decent, you know. Yeah. I personally felt it went a little too long, but I feel like even though there was so many guys in there and they could all do, you know, their own share of, of a great match. I, part, I thought some parts dragged, but it made sense as to why everyone was in the ring for a specific reason, and it played out eventually. And overall, I had no complaints about this. I thought it was fun to watch. It was a fun match. Right, what, are people, what are you guys' opinion on how they handled Braun Strowman getting thrown in the I was waiting for truck. him to fight the garbage truck on Raw. I was, yeah. waiting, I was waiting for, as the garbage truck was leaving the arena, I was waiting to see the... the, the, the yeah. Like like yeah. a horror movie, like... Just yeah. push that yeah. shit open and just come back. You yeah. know? I That's know. what we need. He, he's just got to go full 80s. Yes. Well, what, I, what I hope happens, speaking of full 80s, is it's like, with all of the stuff that's happening looking towards Survivor Series... Uh, SmackDown's like, yeah, we sent all of our guys, and it we tore the house down. And then in the middle of Shane's like final promo, you see a garbage truck back up, oh, and dude. Strowman busts <gasps> out of it and murders everybody. <laughs> the entire SmackDown yeah. roster goes down because of one person. Preach, Braun preach. I would love to see that. I mean, what? <laughs> and it was weird because I mean, Kane and and, and Braun were on the same team. And he and Kane choke slams him. Up. I I can't remember. I must have missed what prompted him to do that. He hit him Brian, with a chair. Yeah, accident. Yeah. Seth moves and he yeah. Kane whacked him with a chair and they went at it. I thought the camera shot for the choke slam through the stage wasn't the greatest. No, no but it was like underneath. When he pulls right? those chairs chair. down, Ooh. that looked amazing. Oh, yeah. It was even so before good. he did that. Like the way he looked up and then the way like you could see the thought process. It was yeah. 
that was awesome. But like everyone else, when he, when Braun got put in the dumpster or the garbage truck and they closed it, I was just waiting for Braun, yeah. and it just smoke and it blows hey, open, and I, he's ready to. I love kick ass. I love how when he did pull that string and all those chairs fell down on Braun. How then when they sh- they went to the shot of Braun underneath the chairs, they were perfectly all piled up <laughs> on top. Yeah, you bet your ass they actually felt like that. Precision. <laughs> That's just good design. That yeah. Just great design. <laughs> I, I loved how how Angle just, if, if you go back and you look at any of the press photos or anything from this, he just looks like a proud dad. Just like yeah, Dean exactly. and Seth. Oh, these are my boys, and he's like he's dre- just, like dressed in the team outfit yeah, and everything. Yeah, I but love that. hey, does anyone have a greater neck in pro wrestling <laughs> oh, man. than Kurt Angle? I don't think it's so. the best neck in the history. How do you define great? Because, uh, <laughs> but yes, yes, so, I love it. Definitely not a stack of dimes there. It's more like a stack of quarters. That's a stack of fifty cent pieces or something. So, yeah. yeah. I was glad that we got him to come out to his music after he left and came back and he sure. came out yeah. to the public music. I would have liked to see him in the singlet, though. WrestleMania, like if, come on. Oh, uh, okay. Slow down. That makes sense. Yeah. But I That's was hoping he'd come down in the shield gear and then open the flak jacket and he'd have on his singlet. <laughs> the pyro goes from the audience and people die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no pyro. It's so weird yeah, to have weird. him come out without pyro. I mean, save Different. it. Save it. Yeah. yeah. All right, so we move on to Raw. Oh boy! Well, speaking of, of Kane, that oh. that was weird. He had a match with Finn Balor, and kicked his ass. That was interesting. Mm-hmm. This man is running for governor. And no, he's running for mayor. Mayor, excuse me. He's of, running for mayor. Um, something County, Tennessee. And he's Sevier County. Is that what it is? Yeah. I think this is the best political ad that he can go for. It's like, hey, don't get on my bad side. Severe County is named after my great. Great, 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 great grandfather John Sevier, first governor of Tennessee. Whoa! Wow! Hell okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay now. Then I hope Kane wins. Putting that in the press release. <laughs> <laughs> it was my grandfather's great, 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 great grandfather. Some cool. shit like that. So does yeah. that mean there's some some of that in your future? No. no <laughs> Anyway, go ahead, keep going. Like, what, what were some of the, the, the big things from Raw? We got a lot of rematches. We got a lot of sort of uh, recontextualizing. Um, AJ Styles. Uh, yeah. Back in. It, I mean, the, I think the big thing from Raw was the SmackDown. Wait, what, what, what happened? Oh, my gosh. Oh, well, under Siege. Yeah, hashtag yes. under Siege. Hashtag Steven Seagal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, Seagal's going to be the special. His rev. tweets are just blowing up. He's like, "Why is everyone so?" And he's in Ru- he's in Russia getting tweets. What's going on? <laughs> Do I need All to come back to America? Yeah. <laughs> but you ever yeah. met Steven Seagal? I did at Nam one year. I, no, I didn't. I wouldn't consider it meeting him. I he was so like aloof. He was. Oh yeah. He's a douche. Me too. I really like his style of fight scenes uh, they're so quick and, and, and different from everyone else's but what a douchebag yeah once you become too, I keep once you become Putin's lapdog you're pretty much lost all no, the how he how he pronounce it Vladimir Putin sure well because he's Russian now oh, but that. we're taking a look at the uh, the invasion the under the, the siege that Ra has been placed under this was a little weird to oh, yeah. me. So weird. Uh, well, first of all, Booker going on commentary and saying that he's never seen anything like it when he was a part of the WCW invasion, <laughs> and NWO, and yeah, various things. But that's that's neither here nor neither there. here nor there. Uh, but it was a little weird seeing all of the various members of SmackDown together when you watch SmackDown the next night, and Bobby Roode's like, "Hey, 
I know last night we were all like SmackDown Pride, but I don't like you. Let's do a match next week. It makes total sense. (laughs) I tell you why. (laughs) I'll tell you why. In America, we are currently going through everything that we're going through politically, whatever, and Mm. everybody's on different sides. But I... I firmly believe that we are all going to go overseas or whatever to fight some battle. We are all going to be American. You're not going to be black American. You're not going to be Asian. You're not going to be... Everybody's going to be American. It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so in that instance, you're all there for one purpose. And and we know, like, like, you know, two brands competing with with each other is just like going to war with somebody (laughs) you're trying to kill. That's that's how they're putting it. That's how... That's, I'm mean, sorry, TK. Under that's, siege, a, that's when you have to when you have to reach that far for for I'm something just, to to make sense of, of something like this. It's just a little too much. Here, that's all. Here's what would have made the most sense to me, and Shane did not mention this on SmackDown, and maybe this will come to light. If I recall correctly, Kurt Angle cost the invasion. He cost Shane McMahon the invasion. You mean he back wanted, in the day? Yeah, he Long wanted for WWE. Why can't Shane say, guess what? I've been waiting 16 years to get my revenge. Like, if I remember correctly, he tagged King of the Ring and saying, like, we we had that amazing battle, but that you ain't seen nothing yet. And, and I think they brought up that, but not the invasion thing. Well, if you remember, yeah, because Kurt Angle was technically on the WCW. Yeah. He turned, won it for WWE, and then went back to being like a heel three weeks later. But why couldn't Shane say that? You cost me my chance to create a new WWE 16 years ago. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this looks so fun. That I want to be cool. part of this. I would have so wanted to beat somebody Dana fast. Brooke throwing the chair and then yes. just bolting in the opposite direction. Oh. That's so funny. Becky Lynch just, hold oh. up, clears the path. Yes, What's that would have been like, me. Ready to I scrap. Love it. That was, it was so funny. So awesome. Uh, was she was ready yes. to get down. Yes. But I think that story would have really get people invested if we're talking 16 years. And the story's waiting for you to do that. But right. There's time. There's th- we got three weeks. Uh, it it was it was really interesting to see what wrestlers were like leading the charge and and who was like all right no Ru- like who who made the call all right Rusev Corbin grab Angle we're going all right now be careful of what the stairs what about Gable <laughs> attacking Jordan I was like what why yeah. because he left him uh, you're not understanding what's happening on two sides <laughs> Baron Corbin <laughs> asking the like, PA his name like US and <laughs> what's your name like hey I will I will say this usually like um, usually in situations like that it's they they just have like the the mid card guys do this yep. kind of thing uh, in this situation I, I'll, I'll give it I'll give him this they put like AJ and guys like that who aren't mid card guys at all, no confusing that there. Uh, usually, like something like this, I would have been hot to be to be included because in, sure. it's like you're getting Jay Browned <laughs> out. Like when you, it's just like when you have to come up on stage with everyone else, yeah. like in those yeah. certain things. Certain guys would never go. I like doing like doing a pull apart or something yes. like that. Yeah. And Jimbo, yes. to answer your question, when Baron Corbin went up to the PA, I think the reason why he did that—that's a wrestler named Darren Corbin. I'm almost positive that was him. Oh, from the North Star Express? Because he's from Minneapolis, and he was on uh, Oh, yeah, I was yeah. That's funny. Uh, yeah. He was one of the medical guys that were, like, right. helping people. And, and yeah. I'm pretty sure that was also him being the PA. That is so funny. That makes it <laughs> Very talented. Darren Corbin, very talented wrestler. Kid, him and, he, and, he and Eric Cannon were my six-man team and King of Trios one year. There you go. Yeah, talented guy. Yeah. 
Yeah, but they started going into this bullshit slow motion spot stuff, <laughs> and I'd never seen it before. And I just about I blew a freaking gasket. I'm like, what in the f is? I was so mad because oh, no, no one story. told me anything about it. Next thing I know, they're doing this. Sl- you know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I, and I guess like in the context of Chikara's universe. It works fine, but it's very trust me. out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I guess Finley was there one time and saw that, and he he was way more pissed than I was. But thing is, next time I'm I'm participating, I'm doing the same shit as everyone else. And then Tommy Dreamer pulls out a remote and goes like that, and everyone stops. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> they could be fun. They, they could be fun, but I can imagine seeing that for the first it's time. It's just really what's extreme. Happening. I can't remember being that uncomfortable about anything in a long, long, long time, wow. maybe ever. It was really like I was squirming when that was going so on. you're on the ring apron just watching all this yes. happen? Yes. Baffled. Yeah. You say anything? Yeah, I was. Pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I have to F-N-A, find this right. video. I'm gonna go watch it. No. What right. were we talking about? So, uh, so this this leading up to Survivor Series now, where we're gonna have Team Raw, Team SmackDown, and uh, it's gonna be all Raw versus SmackDown, champions versus champions. Nothing necessarily on the line other than bragging rights. Though nobody wants to be reminded mm-hmm. of WWE bragging rights. What 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 do you? How do you feel about the actual fight for brand supremacy? about, like, Brock Lesnar versus Jinder Mahal. Uh, that I'm the most interested in because I have no idea how that's going to go and how they're going to play it. That, and actually, speaking to that, because nothing's on the line other than supremacy, we don't know what's going to happen. Like, quote, know what's going to happen. Fans are like, oh, well, then this is, and that person's going to win, and this and that. And it, I, I think it's going to be something that everybody can enjoy because there's no, like, presumption. And the whole setup with Alicia Fox being uh, the team captain, and she's love it, kind of cray cray. Like I think I think that's I think that's going to be a setup for something with the with the women's might you know throw us off a little bit, which is. I think Alicia Fox is is really really good for somebody that didn't want to be in the wrestling industry, and they came to her and recruited her. All all considering all that, I think she's done excellent. Mm. I'm a fan. How did they? What was she doing prior to? I think she's a model. Okay. So mod, they got her from a modeling agency. I mean, she's a crazy athlete. She must have done something growing up. I, I mean, mean, she probably yeah. did track or volleyball. She has like that sure. type of body type. So, yeah. All right. What's then, next, Marcus? Well, I mean, after that, the 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 fallout on SmackDown of Daniel Bryan not not being told about the invasion and Shane going whatever, yeah, whatever, dude. And then all of the 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 spots starting to fill for all of the teams. Yeah. We found out that Becky Lynch is going to be the hey, leader so, of the women's team. Did we did did we? Discuss what storylines being forwarded by having Kane beat. Uh, we Ballard. started to, and then it just kind of went away. It's just, I'm just curious to know what the reasoning behind that I, is I before I start saying it's, it's one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. <laughs> I, <laughs> I get like, like okay, I just I get feeding somebody to Kane. I just wife in, yeah, yeah, and that's you just. Trying to shove it up the people's ass. Well, why Finn after he just beat AJ yeah. in pay-per-view? Yeah, great point. I mean, unless they have some master plan for Kane again. And sometimes they do have these things in mind, and they have a destination there in mind, and it's, it's just not apparent to us. I've been there when, that, when it didn't make sense on, on the service, but there was, you know... Uh, there was a reasoning. Unless a good it's a reason. Braun thing, they want 
Braun's next opponent to look as monstrous as possible, and they're but putting they, Braun on the biggest pedestal they can. I mean, Kane has, uh, in this most recent incarnation of, of his look, he has been referred to as the demon. And Finn is also the demon. Mm. So it could be leaning to something where it's like demon versus demon, but... But even then, there could have been probably more of a build-up where, oh, sure. like, he could have... Done, he could have squashed anybody There's on that a roster. Lot that could have happened you know, it could have been anybody but Finn, and mm. then maybe they could have done the whole Finn Kane and then Kane Braun. You know, whatever. It just it shouldn't have been Finn. Mm. Yeah, and who knows what'll happen with Bray when he comes back if that continues, or if they're just gonna push Sister Abigail away. <laughs> All this mumps or, or meningitis. I've heard couple of different things about what's going With on. With Roman, they said it was mumps. And yeah. then... Uh, well, I think they did the whole vaccination for the roster on Monday, I believe, for, for <laughs> mumps, didn't they? And now, now I have people like uh, texting me, trying to find out information. Hey, uh, I heard this might be a cover story for something. For what? <laughs> for what? Yeah, let's let's miss out on all of the money that can be made from a, from a S.H.I.E.L.D. reunion. Just to have Roman miss a couple of weeks. Yeah, but like maybe there was like an even more like serious reason or something mm. for these people being meningitis is pretty, pretty serious. Pretty serious. <laughs> when yeah, Man. so if it's worse than that or something, they don't like. Jeez, what the hell could that be? Because mm-hmm. meningitis, people get quarantined for shit like that. And it makes sense, uh, from what I understand. You know, two of the people are in a relationship, and the other one is a brother of that man. It does make sense. And and the other one travels with one of those people. There you go. Yeah. It all makes sense. Yeah. It's still very unfortunate, but yeah, it makes sense. So, and then I heard that maybe Braun, that like they did that to him, like because he wasn't, he was. Is, did anyone else read that? Like that? No. The, like they got him out of the way. He was like maybe he was like. Feeling some of the effects of that? No. Yeah. They said that apparently it takes about, I believe, three weeks for the symptoms to actually show. So you can have meningitis, and then it could take a while for it to see. So they're kind of a little bit worried that more people in the roster could be, in fact, infected with this. Um, I don't know if Braun may be one of them. No idea. They're not risking it. They do. Yeah. You, trust me, like that will that will shut that whole company down if that if that sure. yeah. if that travels throughout the uh, roster like that. That you there's just no other way it around. It have it. to be a, a lapse in programming. Yes. Yeah. That's that's right. I'll give you a call. <laughs> people are going to start wondering like how did WWE let all of their talent get infected with this like if, they, if there's to grow a lot more people are going to start asking questions and so that could also be a problem later down the line I don't know but, but meningitis is such a rare thing I mean yeah. look I'm a healthcare professional and I couldn't even tell you all the ways you can get meningitis I don't think any company could really know Ahead of time, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I think that's a bit harsh to when you have that many employees and you're always traveling. Yeah, anything airborne. Is, I wonder is if this was something that was contracted overseas. It's also a possibility. It's, it's very possible. Huh. Were they just on the European tour? Well, they were in Chile. Chile was some... the SmackDown, Smackdown tour. Yeah, but the Rock... I heard they had. Um, I got somebody sent word that they had tryouts in, in Chile. Mm. There's a couple of people that that are uh, that are pretty good down there. One of them is Ariel Levy. He's like, he was the star of Green Inferno. Wow. You know that 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 movie? Uh, what's that? The Eli guy Roth. That did Eli Roth. Mm. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, yeah, I wrestled him down in Chile when I broke my foot that time. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was good. But anyway, hey, what I really wanted to talk about um, was something I read 
it was either last night or early this morning. Did anyone else read the stuff about Nia Jax and like, like okay, uh, rumor is that that uh, she called The Rock and and her cousin Rock and and that The Rock uh, advised her to walk out on. I I I cannot buy that. I I absolutely don't buy that that Dwayne Johnson gave his cousin advice to walk out. Uh, to, to walk out of the company. I don't uh, freaking believe that for one second. So I'm seeing it. So it's according to Sports Illustrated, Wrestling Inc., and Cage Side Seats, and they were saying that uh, the headlines, I haven't read the story yet, but they were saying um, what you're saying, that The Rock advised them. That's a couple, so many publications to say that, though. It's interesting, though, because uh, uh, I believe a week or two or so, Alexa Bliss did an interview. I forget with whom she did the interview with, but they asked her about the Nia situation, and... People are saying she, so she basically said, oh, she's just taking some time off because, you know, the schedule is too exhausting for her. And some people were a little bit upset at that because they're like, you know, obviously the WWE is known for having such a hard schedule. And if Nia's just taking time off and, you know, obviously a lot of people can't don't have the luxury of doing that. So that kind of backlash, and I think even though Alexa was probably trying to make a situation lighter, it kind of made it a little bit worse. But that was the last part I heard of that, that maybe just Nia couldn't handle the schedule, and apparently she was taking time off during her time at NXT as well. So it kind of raises a lot of questions. It kind of paints Nia in a bad light for well, some people. Well, this paints it even worse because it's saying that she just didn't like the creative uh, direction and didn't want to do a job for Sasha Banks. Which she had already done, anyways, uh, like on 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 TV. Yeah, that's you a know? weird thing. I, it just it just doesn't sound right, and it just <clears throat> I, I, like I said, I cannot believe that for those reasons that Rocky would tell Nia to walk out. Well, no way. According to Sports Illustrated, they said. Um, it was uncovered that she didn't like the idea of losing to Sasha Banks at, at TLC. So she called her cousin, The Rock, to ask for his advice. And he said that he encouraged her to walk away if she was unhappy. That's according to Sports Illustrated. And, and I mean, that doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean, hey, hey, I'm done by, you right. know. It could, it, it, and it could also have been, if if you don't feel like this is the right thing for you, maybe it's time to start transitioning out of the, like, we, this is all, this is essentially hearsay. We don't know mm-hmm. until, until Dwayne comes out and is like, Hey, this is what I said, but I I agree. I don't expect him to just be like, just don't show up. Well, nonetheless, with this story coming out, whether it's true or not, it's still going to paint a bad picture because some people can argue that the reason why Nia Jax is even in the company was because she's related to The Rock, and they're like, therefore, she maybe have not earned it herself to be in the company. So now having this tying in, like, oh, Mike... You know, The Rock said I could walk out or whatever. It, it doesn't paint a good picture. You, you know? are you are aware that almost every every Samoan except Samoa Joe is related to The Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, people can argue because that. She was, I think she was talking to the Osos like a couple seasons ago too yeah. in uh, Divas. So, I mean, it's it's possible, but well, we'll see. It's all all this is hearsay and allegedly. I mean, let us not forget he has his own production company Seven that bucks, has a yeah. lot of money and if she wants to transition he might have a couple jobs for her mm-hmm. so there's always a possibility a lot of jobs just adds like I said one more time I don't believe for one second that he actually gave her that advice I think there's a, something there's somehow the story got uh, lost, something got lost in translation I think here 
I can agree with that. So, okay. Uh, I think that's pretty much about it for, for this week. Uh, I enjoyed not having a guest on this week. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> just... <laughs> yeah. I hope, we, I hope everyone else did, too. <laughs> I, I but, definitely but, did. But let's, let's uh, get all the... the <laughs> You know, pleasantries out of the way. Everyone, uh, where they can find you on social media and all that stuff. What's going on? Well, if you want to find Sean, uh, Saturday, October 28th, he'll be at Fan HQ in Eden Prairie. Sunday, October 29th, Heavy on Wrestling in Duluth, Minnesota. And then Monday, October 30th, he has a seminar at the Academy School of Pro Wrestling in Minnesota for uh, Davari. Molly Holly and Ken, Ken Anderson. Anderson. And then nice. Saturday, uh, November 11th, you'll be at Real Pro Wrestling at Red, White, and Bruise number two. You're wrestling in a tag match. And then uh, November 24th through the 27th, you start your Australian tour. Nice. nice. You're going to be in Melbourne on Friday 20, the 24th, Adelaide Saturday the 25th, Bisbane? Brisbane. Brisbane on Sunday the 26th, and Sydney on Monday the 27th. Nice. Yeah. Are you going to dress up for Halloween? No. <laughs> People but, dress up like him for all I know, that's what I was wondering. Is, I think Lula is going to be Wonder Woman because my mom bought her a Wonder Woman costume. Oh, yes. But today you have to go bring it back because it's it too small fit. for her. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully I can find one that fits her. Yeah, follow me on Twitter at Jim Denise. All right, you guys can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at underscore Denise Salcedo. You can find me on Twitter at Marpidonica. Make sure to watch all of our other wrestling content here on AfterBuzz TV, including The Raw Show, which features Johnny. Hey, hey Mark, uh, the, sir? I, couldn't, I couldn't understand what your Twitter handle was. Can you say that again? That is Mark B. Donica. Gotcha, all right. Uh, make sure to watch all of our other content here on AfterBuzz TV. We've got our NXT show, our pay-per-view show. We just wrapped up our Lucha Underground show, SmackDown, Raw, all that good stuff. And also check out Ringside Pop, which is a, a very fun show that just wrapped season one that I was a part of as well. There you go. And hey, Johnny, hey. what do you have going on? I know you, uh, obviously um, you're play-by-play on. <laughs> Are you the play-by-play or the color guy? Uh, technically, both, technically I'm both. the color guy, but Joe and I, we're both kind of yeah. a hybrid. We just kind of, we have good chemistry, so it kind of goes back and forth. But he's always the lead-in. So. Right on. Um, but yeah, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. If you have the CW, look, uh, check your local listings. We're on 110 affiliates every Saturday morning, 7 a.m. If you're in Phoenix, uh, Championship Wrestling from Arizona this Saturday night, Empire Event Center, 7 p.m. Uh, Berto El Patron will be on the card, uh, main eventing against Killer Kevin Cross. We're also going to have an eight-man tournament to determine the new Arizona Heavyweight Champion, the first one we've ever had. So uh, check it out if you're in Phoenix. Cool. TK. Thanks for having me. Um, you could follow, uh, first off, you can follow everything After Buzz TV. Also uh, on Twitter, the real XPOC uh, on IG XPOC12360. Uh, you can definitely do those DMs for Sean if you want to check that out. Um, other than that, uh, you can see me on TMZ and also have a couple other projects coming up, Workout with Friends, etc. And you can follow me on everything at TK Trinidad. Nice. All right, everyone. Well, we'll see you next week right here on XPOC12360 on After Buzz TV. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Sean Waltman, producers Jimbo Frank and TK Trinidad, managing producer of AfterBuzz TV Wrestling Mark Donica, and the entire Xbox 12360 staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in. Like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube. Follow Xbox on Twitter at the Real Xbox and email us at Xbox 12360 Show at gmail.com. This has been a presentation of the AfterBuzz TV Network. Buzz you later.